Good morning, everyone. Jason here. Today is Thursday, May 28th. Welcome to episode 49 of Citizens Once a Day. Well, I want to continue our reflection from yesterday on the importance and necessity of rest. Now, I want to remind us that we don't rest simply so that we can be energized to do more work. We rest to enjoy God and to enjoy His creation, acknowledging that all good gifts ultimately come from His hand alone. You know, one of my favorite books on rest is a book by Walter Brueggemann called Sabbath as Resistance. And his entire premise is this idea that Sabbath rest just might be the most countercultural thing we can do as Christians living in the 21st century. And as I've been thinking about our church and our vision to be a city within a city, an alternative community transformed by the gospel, one of the things I've been thinking about is how we can cultivate a culture of rest that resists what most of our members are experiencing on a daily basis. How can we actively fight against a mindset that says more is always better? How can we create healthy rhythms of work and rest for our staff and leaders, even if it means sacrificing certain aspects of our ministry? Now, these aren't easy questions to answer because everyone has a different definition of rest. Rest for one person is labor for another. What is life-giving for an extrovert is probably exhausting for an introvert. And if we're not careful, we can inadvertently become extremely legalistic about how we ought to incorporate rest in our lives. There's a famous story in Matthew 12 of Jesus and his disciples walking through the grain fields on the Sabbath, picking heads of grain to eat because they're hungry. And the Pharisees see this and immediately call it out as a violation of the Sabbath. And this is how Jesus responds to them. He says, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And what Jesus is doing here is reclaiming what Sabbath rest was originally meant to be, that it was not about observing laws and rules, but about unity with God and His creation. And He points to Himself as the promised Messiah, the one through whom God's people would be able to enter into true and eternal rest. Now, I realize that as a leader, incorporating rhythms of rest into the life of our community starts with me. It's always easy to tell others that they need rest while neglecting it myself. Pastors are notoriously bad at taking breaks because we convince ourselves that we need to work so that others can rest. But this mindset undermines the very gospel we preach because it makes us our own saviors. And we cheapen Christ's finished work on the cross when we live our lives as though what He did wasn't enough. And God's really been humbling me as I've been reflecting on this for the past few days, which is why we made a decision to have tomorrow's episode officially close out Season 1 of this podcast series. And as life-giving as it's been to record these daily devotionals, 
I know that I have to regularly preach the gospel to myself and create intentional space to rest and recalibrate my own heart. And so with that, I'd like to close today with Jesus' words in John 15 that I think gets to the heart of what it means to rest in Him. That we are like branches that need to be connected to the vine to survive. So if you're able, would you bow with me? Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And allow Jesus to speak these words over us. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Amen.